Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome to study number seven in our One John series for our growth groups at Camden Haven Anglican. It's uh, so good to be with you. A couple of things before we begin. Can I encourage you to make it a habit to always ask the question at the beginning of your growth group, who's not here tonight? Um, it is very easy for someone to be away and to not be missed. We want to make sure that those who are away know that we miss them. If we don't know why they're gone, let's follow them up. And we really want to make sure they know that we care for them. And one of the ways is to make sure we follow them up if they're not there. The first question is, on a scale of one to 10, where would you rate your salvation confidence? And what I mean by salvation confidence, there is what sense of confidence do you have in your uh, appear, sorry in when the Lord Jesus appears is it is it confidence that we have or is it feeling a bit ashamed or something like that now I don't want to define the question too much let people define that as they would the important thing is that they give themselves a score 10 being great one being zero and not, and not uh, to uh, to being really upset about it or whatever, but um, it would be good to get that discussion going and note where people are at. If someone says they're a two, don't let them stay a two until the next week. Work out how you're going to follow them up. And I just ask the question, why did you give this rating? You know, why did you say a two? Um, so it really starts them saying, if they, if they say, well, I give it a five, then afterwards say, so, so why a five? What is it that makes you give it a five? And that sort of thing. The uh, third question is, have you ever felt hated for being a Christian? Uh, now, don't leave this for too long, but just get some impressions here, because that first verse that we're looking at in, tonight, in, t in this particular study is, do not be surprised, my brothers, if the world hates you. Now, John has got a whole lot to say about the world. He said in the passage last week, the world doesn't know you. And now he is saying, don't be surprised if it doesn't like you. So just a little bit of a reflection there on if people have ever felt hated by the world and um, allow that to just that question to, uh, to just go around your group. The next question, according to verses 14 and 15, what is the evidence that you have eternal life? So you see in verses 14 to 15, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love one another. And really that's the answer, where love is expressed, life is expressed. And so where we love, we live, and we live that new word of life, life. Um, and that's the evidence that we have eternal life, that we love. Now, why, why do you think this experience is the evidence, is the next question. Um, I think this one's just worth talking over because it, it become, it's, it's more than theoretical, isn't it? It's actually a practical thing. And this practical expression of knowing that we have passed from death to life is that we are like God, who is love. So God is love, and uh, uh, so we will express that love to others, and that will show that we have become children of God. 
the next question, ah, so that's why, oh, sorry, we'll go back on that. Uh, that's why experience is evidence, not just theory. So we might know the gospel, but are we showing the gospel, that sort of thing. What does love look like according to verses 16 to 18? Well, uh, this is how we know what love is. There is verse 16. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. So we know love is in the cross. Uh, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Romans chapter 5, verse 8, God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It is the death of Christ. It is the cross. It is him laying down his life on our behalf, which is the evidence of of love, uh, sorry, is the um, definition of love. Now, it doesn't stop there in 1 John. Really important to see this. What does love look like? Well, it looks like Jesus laying his life down for us. What will love look like in us? It is laying our life down for others. And the way here in particular that we are to lay down our life for others, well, it was certainly, I should say, for the first readers, how they should lay their life down for others, was if they have material possessions and see a brother or sister in need but have no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? So uh, the question, how do we know what this love looks like? Uh, or sorry, what does this love look like according to verses 16 to 18? Well, it looks like Jesus' love. We love like he loved us. A new commandment I give to you, to you, that you love one another. And what's the next words? As I have loved you. Laying down life type love. Uh, so it's pretty. And, and, and this particular passage, uh, verse 17, is really talking about your money. Uh, you'll give your money to those in need. And uh, that's something we've really got to think through, even in our groups as well. The next question is, what, according to verses 19 to 22, what is the evidence that you have the truth? So verses 19 to 22. And the evidence that we have the truth is that if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. And so that's the, that, that's the answer to that. That's how we know we have the truth, that he is, he is reminding us of our rescue in Christ, our salvation. So our hearts will condemn us, and that's the next part of the question. What does John mean by our hearts condemning us? And I can only think at the moment that the hearts condemning us is what I experience anyway. Sometimes when I listen to my heart, it tells me how uh, lousy I am or what I've done wrong or how I'm not doing the right thing or whatever it might be. My, hearts condemn, my heart condemns me. But I need to remember that God is greater than my heart. He has a greater word. He is bigger. He has a, uh, a salvation word to speak, a word of grace, where our hearts often have a word of judgment to speak. So don't do the Disney thing and listen to your heart always, especially when it's condemning you. And the next part of it about the heart is uh, what is the result, the next question, of having a heart that does not condemn well, having a heart that does not condemn, interestingly enough, look at this, verse 21. If our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask. Now, there is some confidence in prayer there. So uh, doing what is right, keeping his commands, 
means that we will have confidence in prayer and we will receive anything we ask. Now again, this is not a blank checkbook to ask for whatever we want, but it is a promise that those who are children, who have the truth, when they ask of him the things that are good for them, according to him, that they will receive them. The next question is according to verses 23 and 24, what is the evidence that he lives in us? Well, the evidence that he lives in us is that we believe. That is, we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and we love one another, as it's already said. Uh, the one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And then at verse 24, this is how we know that he lives in us. It is by the spirit he gave us. So the work of the spirit is to help us believe and the work of the spirit is to help us love. Remember, the fruit of the spirit is, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, etc. So the work of the spirit in us is to believe in his son and the work of the spirit is that we love one another. And so that's how we know that he lives in us. Uh, what is the connection between the spirit and, and the believers, love and believing? Well, that is just what I was saying, that it is the work of the spirit that works in us to believe and works in us to love. So people can believe and not love. That's not the work of the spirit. People can love and not believe. That's not the work of the Spirit. The work of the Spirit is when we believe and love. The last question there is, what have you learned from this passage that will increase your salvation confidence? Well, I hope that those who are, um, rate themselves at number two will be reminded that God is greater than our hearts and that their hearts might be condemning them at the moment, but they need to know that they have been rescued in Christ and he is greater than their hearts. Much more to say there and I'm sure you'll have an opportunity in your own preparation to uh, explore some of those things and I hope that your group goes really well. God bless and don't forget to notice who's not there. Look out for them. What a great way to love others. See ya.